0: Welcome back into the Kamloops Alliance Church podcast. This week, our episode features the pastors and ministry leaders from Kamloops Alliance Church. Pastor Chris interviews them to find out how this unique season is presenting new challenges and opportunities for ministry. This conversation takes you behind the scenes to hear all of the new ministries that is going on, how Jesus is using Kamloops Alliance right now, and to hear what our pastors are seeing God do.
1: Uh, welcome to the Kamloops Alliance Church podcast. We're really glad that you're tuning in. I am here with our all-star cast of pastors and leaders right now at uh, Kamloops Alliance Church in uh, this really interesting season of ministry. I'm just going to do a roll call here. If you, do, if you guys just want to uh, introduce yourself. Um, yeah, let's the not call either. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, th- see, we're, we're this is just all new and raw, everybody. So, welcome, welcome to just kind of a living room conversation. There's going to be c- coughing, maybe kids in the podcast, guitar playing. You never know what you're going to get in this um, in this time. But uh, why don't we just do a roll call? If everybody can just kind of go through, introduce yourself, your name, and your role at KAC.
2: Hey, I'm Anthony. I'm the pastor communications.
1: Tim Bussey, I'm,
3: I'm the Danielle. pastor of Leadership Development and Discipleship.
4: I'm Danielle, I'm the director of Prayer and Missional Engagement.
3: Hi,
5: I'm Simon, big fan of the show. I'm a pastor of Karen Connections.
6: <laughs> Hi, I'm Caroline, I'm the pastor of Children's Ministry.
7: Hey everyone, I'm Cody, I'm the pastor of Youth and Young Adults.
8: And I'm Tim, interim director of Ministries.
1: Awesome! I think that's everybody in uh, in the podcast. Um, we we are the the ministry leaders and pastors of the church, but uh, we represent a larger team of another all star cast of administrators that, if we're all honest, really make the thing go. Am I right? Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we we represent just a, a wider team that um, in this season I have just been so grateful to lead alongside people who are uh, competent. And godly, and um, really have changed so much so quickly as we um, as we navigate this really interesting season of ministry, this COVID global pandemic that we're in. And so the point of, of this podcast for the listener is we just want to take you behind the curtain about life uh, and leadership and and what we're going through, what we're seeing, some plans that we have made uh, as, as a leadership team to do ministry. You know, I've heard a bunch that, um, you know, ministry hasn't been suspended. At all, the church has actually been deployed in in new and unique ways, and so we're kind of in this tension of grieving what we've lost and and not enjoying this season, but also seeing this as an opportunity. And so um, this week, just wanted to uh, to to. Interview these great leaders uh, who've just introduced themselves to you and just to get a sense of, yeah, where are we at? What are we experiencing? What are we seeing God do right now? And I think this should be encouraging for everybody um, as, uh, as you tune in. So, um, guys, as I, as we start this the first question is how, how have you seen God already at work in and through your ministry at, at KAC? I think the temptation or, um, maybe the default would be, well, just because, you know, maybe we don't go to youth on Tuesday, Thursday night, or we're not meeting on the weekends that, that nothing has happened. And that's, that's actually not true at all. So how have you guys seen God already at work in and through your ministry? So just before you, um, just before you chime in guys, would would you mind um, just introducing yourself so that people know who's talking?
3: Sure, I can jump in uh, first there, Chris. This is Tim Bussey, uh, Pastor of Leadership Development and Discipleship. Um, one of the things we started almost right away was our online devotional, and uh, we've seen, uh, we've been averaging over 200 views uh, a, a day on that, um, uh, on, the, on those devos, which is pretty cool. People are engaging. We're getting lots of great feedback on how it's encouraging people and drawing people closer to Jesus.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think the, um, the, the kind of overall view there or the opportunities that going online gives us way more of a reach, right? It's accessible from anybody anywhere.
3: Yeah, totally. (laughs)
4: Maybe I'll piggyback back on that too. This is um, this is Danielle. I I see people in this season defaulting to prayer and not panic, and we we've seen that um, in the engagement on the online devotionals, where people are saying, you know, I want to make this a rock in my day. I want to, I want more of Jesus in this time, and um, I want to fix my eyes firmly on Him. Uh, but we're seeing that, too, in uh, the number of people who are engaging um, in uh, requesting prayer during our online gatherings, as well as submitting prayer requests online, where where people are getting kind of a whole range of people who are saying, you know, I, I, I need prayer uh, for somebody who's in the hospital or also like I'm really struggling with this. And um, I know I can't I can't deal with it. I can't affect the change I want to see in my life, in my, in my um, own strength. And I just need Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I see God. Moving um, really, really powerfully in that.
7: Awesome.
4: Uh, Carlene
6: here. Uh, yeah, we're uh, already seeing families uh, just engage together and uh, with our kids' material and videos, and just um, how um, we're seeing them um, engage with the Bible and learning about who God is. Um, so, so many kids are sitting down and taking in the weekend Bible curriculum still, and it's so exciting to see the kids wanting to just learn more about who jesus is
1: that's yeah, awesome carly you know as a as a parent of young kids like we watch the weekends and then we throw up that kids content my kids are dancing and singing and then listening to all your stuff so as a parent i just want to say great job thanks for doing that
6: thank you
5: this is simon um just it's been so interesting that the first little bit there for sure, there's a period of grieving of uh, things you were hoping for, things that you were planning for. and then uh, very quickly realizing the just how many unique opportunities are are coming along uh, during this time. And so just specifically in the in the community care, area of ministry, where, uh, like a lot of us, we've had to throw certain things sort of out the window at this point, and others have had to significantly modify. Um, And it's just been really neat to see God uh, bringing opportunities for us to still, as a church, love our city well, Um, and then also... Uh, just the, the team of people and the creativity and the ideas that that God's providing uh, to pursue, uh, still partnering with local agencies to to help individuals in need in our city, has uh, been really exciting.
2: Yeah, and from my perspective, this is Anthony, uh, Pastor Communications. From my perspective, it's it's interesting to see people just leaning in in this time, uh, wherever they are. Um, it's not like we're giving up on church. We, we're we still jumping in, and it's so encouraging to see people seeking after God in these moments, uh, even in conversations with my neighbors who I've tried inviting to Easter and Christmas lots of times. But all of a sudden, now in this season, they're way more interested in knowing, well, what is the church saying about this current season? And, and how are you reacting? And I, I love that. It's a, it's a great conversation starter with my neighbors and friends now, from a safe distance, of course. <laughs>
7: That's right. Uh, it's Cody here. I think one of the, the ways we've really been seeing God work in the the youth and young adults world is uh, just in the mobilization of our volunteers. Um, we always talk about how youth ministries rise and fall on the backs of their workers, their youth workers. And we've just seen God moving our volunteers to to really intentionally invest and engage in in the students they can't see physically every week anymore. Um, and so they're yeah, they're just setting up a whole bunch of different things, video calls, group chats just to do something to connect and and still bring that that love and care to to their their youth. Yeah, that's so good, guys. and I, I think
1: the um, crisis like this clarifies. You know, it clarifies, um, you know, kind of for me as a leader, what I'm made of, it also clarifies our mission and is our, is it worth it? Uh, because if you don't have a worthy mission, you just kind of pack everything up and go home and, and hunker down. But, um, because of our trust in who God is, um, and his sovereignty and his care and his leadership of KAC, um, it's it has been so cool for me to to oversee all of all of this and all of your leadership and just to hear story after story about what God is doing, uh, in in the midst of some some crazy 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 times. So, um, for for the listener, what we've done is um, the first kind of ten days or so, maybe a week to ten days was just oh my goodness, we're trying to keep up with the government and their bans and all that sort of stuff. But as we settled in. Um, we all just said, okay, we we need to make a plan. We need to figure out, okay, let's dismantle what we what we knew. And Simon, you even mentioned that, you know, kind of grieving the amazing April, May and June that we had planned. At at least, you know, up up until this point, May and June. Um, But also saying, okay, like, let's pivot. Let's switch gears now, which churches don't do very well and don't do often because, you know, it's it's a very slow moving type of organization, which is which is fine and, and, and good. But but we had to as a team. Pivot really, really hard, and so um, what we've done is we have now made a ministry action plan that we're gonna we're gonna uh, engage with and launch over the next uh, over the next few months. And so, um, just for the team here, as I have you, the question that I that I have I'd like to to ask you is: What exciting new initiative that are you working on, um, or have already started to doing, and and what impact have you seen? So. In that ministry action plan what 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 are you guys up to right now how are you spending your time and uh what what type of impact are are you seeing
5: this is uh this is simon i'll 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 start in here um something uh i had the immense privilege last week of sitting in a um a round table in the community here, uh, online, uh, where there's just shy of 50 individuals representing different, uh, not-for-profit organizations. Um, it's very sort of introductory at at that point, just sort of who's, who's doing what, what are the needs in the community, but it's just really, uh, really interesting and and need to start those conversations around, um, during this time, what unique possibilities are, are there for KC to partner, um, within the city Um, but I'm probably equally as excited about uh, still fairly like feeling fairly new to Camus, just completing our first year here I feel like this is a great opportunity to build some of those partnerships and and strengthen some of those relationships within the community. Coming out of this whole season, um, I'm excited for what that's going to look like as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Simon, the um, there's been a sense of of Camus, which already has a strong sense of community, of of nonprofits, like-minded profits linking arms together. Is somebody playing music in the back? Whoever's playing music, can you? There we go. Awesome. Sorry. Hey, this is as raw as it gets, folks. Um, I think I, I think Simon the, the, There's just been a sense of like, how do we how do we link arms, you know, and, and meet needs in, in the in the midst of so many needs in our community. So I, I was so so glad that we were invited into that uh, that round table and to be able to to meet the practical needs of our community.
5: Yeah. And it's, it's ne- by necessity, it's just an ongoing conversation because none of us, uh, during this time, I mean, things are changing daily. Um, and so now like, uh, you know, rarely, rarely is it ever like this where you have to, uh, have such ongoing dialogue with and, and be so creative. Um, and it's, it's just been neat to be part of a team here at KC that's, uh, so willing to dialogue and, and take risks and be willing to, uh, to try things we haven't before. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to see yeah, where that goes.
1: I know, I know, Simon, too, that you've been, you know, as we re-emerge from this season, you've also been thinking about marriage ministry and what that looks like to move that forward. Can you just let us in a little bit there, too? <laughs>
5: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's where uh, sort of how I referenced earlier. I was really initially grieving. Uh, we had this marriage weekend planned for the end of April. We were look, really looking forward to, um, but very quickly realizing that during this time, marriages are are many marriages are probably more stressed than than typical times and so wanting to to really still engage with that and so we're looking at uh, still training up mentor couples for a, a marriage mentor ministry as well as potentially still uh, hosting an interactive online marriage workshop where, where people can still gain some of the, uh, the benefits that would have been at that marriage weekend uh, specifically applicable during this current context.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, Carlene, can you bring us kind of up to speed? What what, what are you working on? What exciting new initiative that that uh, you've been launching or working on in this time?
6: Uh, well, we have been, um, uh, for the weekends, creating our own um, weekend video curriculum. So that's been uh, a really big new thing, in a sense. We always have our weekend lessons, but uh, to create them into a video format that's still engaging through a screen has been uh, a new challenge, and it has been really super fun and exciting. Um, another thing that we have started up with our families is uh, um, AKAC, Kids Town Families Facebook group and um, yeah we just wanted to help keep the community that we already have within um, KEC and to even further develop that Um, and there yeah people are going to be able to find um, just articles that are going to help them through this time with uh, COVID-19 or just even um, you know parenting in general and uh, extra crafts and activities and even some of our volunteers reading stories um, on video and then us posting them up there for kids to watch so
1: yeah, and I think, you know, the, the that's so good, Carly. And I think the, the opportunity here is that, you know, as a children's ministry, we never want to be a replacement for the role of the parents in discipling their kids and not being able to be at church. That's just now being played out in real time where it's like this is always what we've wanted to do is to say, look, this is on you to be able to disciple your kids. If, if I'm hearing you right, that's kind of the role that we've wanted to do to continue to do.
6: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we are wanting to um, equip parents um, where needed to help them to walk with their kids, uh, developing a relationship with Jesus. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, Cody. As we kind of go up an age group from children's ministry, w- what is youth ministry looking like these days?
7: Yeah, so it's it's a whole a whole new ball game. I think um, for us, one of the the really important things to to think through was. Um, how the majority of our our crowd is already spending so much time in a digital world and so we we thought about this time as okay well now that they're not in schools now that they're not doing their jobs they're going to be consuming even more content Um, but they're going to have a huge heart and a long for some sort of sense of community and so we We've been intentionally trying to um, engage on our social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, um, just trying to provide some sort of daily content that's really driving some sort of community. They can challenge their friends to some of the challenges. Um, they can tune into the devos we're doing. They can even be a part of some of the devos we're doing because we want students and young adults to be really driving that and, and sharing the stories of how God's working with them in this time. Um, and then we, we wanted to really do something to bring everyone back together in, in the same sort of sense that we we have been on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So every week we're, we're getting together uh, digitally on a, a massive Zoom call. And uh, we had our first one last night with uh, the, the senior highs and the young adults, and it was about as chaotic and exceptional and adventurous as I anticipated. And, and I was, I was vibing every minute of it. Um, and, and just to see people's faces, people connecting and just loving to, to get together when they have to be in their own houses. It was, it was such a cool moment last night. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, doing that every week and hoping that people just engage and connect and um, are inviting their friends because it's so easy in a time like now just say, hey, come join us. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Um, let's talk and, and do some Bible studies in, in these times. So it's, yeah, it's so super exciting um, to, to see what's going on and, and the different ways our, our people are engaging.
1: Just imagine how difficult this season would be without technology. You know like it's it's hard but at least you still have these zoom calls that you can see these faces and at least connect with our with our students. Awesome. Um, you know, we, we've wanted to continue. We've wanted to establish and continue our ministry of prayer. We, we just think it, it's central to uh, what we're doing and who we are as as followers of Jesus. And so, Danielle, can you just kind of give us um, a sense of what, what prayer world has looked like at KAC over this time and some things that we're thinking of doing and initiating right now? Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, so the biggest question for me um, in the season is how do we continue to pray for people um, uh, in this time when we can't be with people face to face and especially in a time when when prayer is pivotal. And so what we've done is we've deployed two different prayer teams. And uh, the first is as an online prayer ministry team. And so these people monitor our online gatherings and they, um, they monitor the the prayer request button that that sits on our live stream platform. And so if somebody hits that button, it, it pops up a new chat feed with them and um, people can submit prayer requests and they can chat back and forth with uh, that member of the prayer team. The other uh, thing we've done is we've deployed a telephone prayer ministry team. And so if somebody submits a prayer request on our website, um, they can check a box that says, I'd love for somebody to call me and pray with me. Um, So there isn't just uh, this idea that somebody somewhere in the cosmos is praying for you, that there is somebody on the other end um, who loves you and and wants to pray with you and, and intercede for you. So we've seen that, um, yeah, that now those people, those that those teams are are working and active, and we're seeing more and more requests uh, every week. The other big thing for me is is how do we do revive, which is our monthly prayer and worship night. Um, how do we do it in this context? Um, and the, the heart of every revive night, whether we're in meeting in person or online, is is that we are praying and seeking for renewal in our own lives, and then we're seeking it uh, for our churches and and our city and. Our our world, and so um, we want to do that even more now than we we were before. And so I'm thinking uh, creatively and actively about how we, we do revive online. And so we're gonna we're still gonna hold revival we'll called Revive Online. We're gonna do that um, April 19th, and um, I, I, we'll do that over Facebook. And there'll be um, yeah, it'll be a space for us to gather, uh, to pray for each other, and to pray for our city and, and pray for our world.
1: That's awesome. That's very cool, uh, Tim Bussy. The, um, the the whole life group end of KAC is uh, what I think is as a heartbeat ministry. Just the infrastructure relationally of our church for connection. Um, what what is what does life groups look like in this season? What are you seeing as you're interacting with leaders and coaches?
3: Yeah. Um, this is a hard one because I think people typically love to meet face to face and uh, online is difficult. But that being said, I think a lot of people are are making the leap. They're jumping and saying, hey, I, we want to do this still. We think it's important to gather and to meet. And so uh, we got a team of coaches who are helping to equip and empower our uh, life group leaders to set that up and to still meet online. And so that's really cool. The other thing, too, um, that I'm, I'm still kind of new into this role. And so um, getting into this role there's some systems and things that I'd like to develop and and set us up for um, kind of long-term. And so this in, in, in a sense has actually given me an opportunity really to, to dig deep on that. So we're gonna develop some training and some kind of onboarding systems for new life group leaders um, that I think will be really um, key as we move forward. So I'm, I'm excited, to, I mean, that, that won't be seen, uh, you know, immediately but I'm excited to see how that affects us long-term as we kind of develop the DNA of, of small group ministry at KAC and, and what that means.
1: Yeah, that's so. great, that's great. What Anything else you wanna add in just some stuff that new initiatives, kind of new things that you're you're focusing on?
3: Yeah, well, I, actually, one thing, and I'm not sure if I'm stepping on other people's toes on this, but um, one of the things actually all of us pastors are doing is calling people in our database. And um, uh, th- this is really cool, because I think as we kind of initially um, were in the middle of the transition, we just went, how do we... How do we, well, well, one, what do we want to be known for at the end of this? Uh, coming out of this, what do we want people to say about Camelope's Alliance Church? And and we just felt like, man, we want people to say that Camelope's Alliance Church cared. <laughs> And so um, we just felt like if we could just call everybody, pray for them, see how they're doing, and if there's a way to meet practical needs that we would try. And uh, so so this is something that we're doing. And, and like every meeting we're having as as a, a leadership team of KAC, we're always asking, how are the phone calls going? Who's doing what? Right? And so, um, so I'm really encouraged by that. Um, it's been cool to talk with some of the congregants already and some of our, our church people and and just pray with them and that's been really encouraging and and, uh, uh, cool too.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go down that, just that trail for a bit. Thanks for bringing it up, Tim. Like anybody else want to, want to talk about those phone calls? I I think, you know, there's been some, a sense of there, it's a little scary to phone people that you haven't maybe talked to before and, and kind of breaking the ice with these people. And what does that look like in building a relationship? But, but there has been some really cool interactions, Um, maybe some insight, maybe even a story or two from the team uh, as far as those calls.
5: I've been, uh, I've been really encouraged by, uh, how many conversations, um, that I've heard where, uh, people are, are connecting with their life groups through this time. People are meeting, uh, and having their needs met by people within the church, uh, in their life group and their friend groups. Um, so for me, I've just found a great deal of encouragement in how. Uh, how people are striving within our church, are striving to stay connected, are striving to uh, journey along uh, each other through this whole thing. Um, So uh, yeah, as I have made these phone calls thinking, oh, I'm ready and prepared to pray with these people, I've left so many of them just feeling so encouraged on my end um, by by how the church is being the church right now. So that's been, Mm -hmm. yeah, just super encouraging.
1: I think I think this season just shows how resilient the church is and how it has been through history, in different crises and challenges. But I think you're right, Simon. just people. Um, it's about us. It's about us together. It's about the mission of God. So that's uh, that's awesome. Any anybody else want to maybe share a story or just an insight on uh, on how those calls have been coming? I know Cody,
7: you've uh, you've made some calls. Yeah, and I think one of the. Um, the big thing that has been really coming up for me, which I, I love because it, it challenges me as well, um, is is the number of people we call and say as stressful and as crazy as this time is we've actually really started to love this slower pace that it's forcing us to do. We get, we get to spend more time as a family. We get to have meals together again. And, and I did like, I think that's awesome. Like that is so great. Like the, the reestablishment of the family meal around a table, sharing stories and, um, talking about days and, and it's been, yeah, like I said, it's been a challenge and encouragement to me to go, okay, so can I, I'll, I'm going to put away my work for the rest of the day and go spend with my time with my family. Um, and, and just hearing, ah. hearing that I think is, has been so awesome. Um, because I think that that's so key in our time in our world where, where the family model is, is kind of falling apart. We, we've been forced with a time right now where it's like, we have to mm. face each other. We have to deal with each other. We have to be patient with each other. We have to share with each other what we're doing. We can't just run to our work or um, our sports to do it. So it's, it's been really encouraging to hear family share about that in these calls. I think
1: there's such a tension right now because you have like a global pandemic and people losing jobs and people getting sick and all, all of the painful realities that I think all of us are experiencing at, of loss and grief and and nervousness and fear. And so that that's happening and I think we have to acknowledge that. And yet like you said Cody there's there's people I'm, I'm included in that where My goodness, this has opened up more space in our lives, and so there are these these tensions. I think in this season that that um, are coming to the forefront. Um, Yeah, thanks, guys. And I think I think you know the phone calls that we've been making. I I think there's over 800 homes that we have distributed out that we're that we're calling. Um, I think just to reiterate what you said, Timbasi. Just the um, we just want to care. We want to care really well. And people may or may not remember a sermon. They may or may not remember a devotional. But we just know that people will remember that phone call. And uh, we're going to continue to do whatever we can uh, to, to care well. As we think um, of this, this new season and uh, new initiatives that we have been doing, um, Anthony's world as pastor of communications has um, really blown up because we, we basically were a, a an established church setting that was dismantled. And now we're kind of this like online communications type church. So Anthony, tell us about how this whole thing has changed your world, um, probably triple, quadruple, your your workload and just some of the, the things that um, you and your team have been working on in this time.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's been a, an interesting shift that we've been forced to make. And one of the comments that we've often made around leadership circles at the church and, and even probably publicly from Chris is we want to be a church uh, that represents now, like 2019, 2020. Like we want to be a church about what's happening now and being relevant and culturally appropriate. And so, Having this entire shift to an online presence, uh, although we had some great stuff already happening in the past and and God had given us great insight and leadership through the years to be able to move a lot of our stuff online already, now we're completely forced to be entirely online, which changes a lot of our delivery methods. Uh, we're so used to being able to gather on weekends and that being a primary place where we get to see each other where we get to communicate truth and, and engage and inspire and now how do we do that when we have a barrier right in front of us being the screen i've heard it said that uh that we used to trade in the commodity of time uh, as a church we would trade with you as a congregation in your time we would have you join us at events and you'd give us your time so that you'd be there with us and we'd have this meaningful interaction. But now with the screen being our medium, we're actually trading in the commodity of attention that we have to be so fast to engage online. Otherwise, it's so easy to disengage, and so those have been some of those those wrestles that we've been praying through and, and thinking through, and saying, "Okay, God, how do we, how do we communicate your truth in a time when your truth is needed even more?" Um, and and honestly, it's, it's we're not perfect by any means. We still have a long ways to grow, but I think as we continue to develop different pathways and avenues to help everyone in our congregation engage in some level, whether that's this podcast or whether it's the weekend services or whether it's videos from Carleen and the kid's town. Uh, all of these are speaking to the truth of who Jesus is and helping making him known. I mean, our biggest struggle right now is how do we keep making weekends relevant, exciting, something that you want to be part of every week. Right. Uh, as this whole thing was unfolding we kind of saw the trajectory of what was happening with our gatherings and and the long run being that we weren't going to be able to gather at all and so we quickly got our leadership team together and said we need you to put everything else down and come and record a whole bunch of worship music so that we could still have our KAC voice leading us through this time in worship. Uh, So some of that kind of stuff has been both exciting and huge challenge to be able to produce and bring that together so that that we're not just kind of sitting it back and and letting all this stuff happen to us but that we're on the front end of it and saying you know what the message that god is entrusted with is so important we want to make sure that you know about it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i i think um the opportunities to go you know to go bigger with with our communication we've seen on our weekends like more people engaging so it's interesting we're going bigger and smaller we're phoning every single household and communicating in that way but also more of a global reach right now too w- with our weekends and and athena i think the work that you and your team had did before this crisis hit of having the infrastructure of online streaming of online mm-hmm giving of, of kind of having these systems and mechanisms I think has paved the way for our church to not just, you know, um, not just, um, stay alive during this time, but actually for our mission to go forward. And I I, I think, uh, and I'm so grateful for you and Danielle and your team uh, for how you have pivoted and online engagement, social media engagement. We're trying to do every type of medium possible. I know yesterday, uh, one of our worship leaders, Robbie, released a song that he wrote for our church. And so there's all of these mediums and all of these different outlets and platforms that we're trying to, as much as we can, engage with um, so that people can still be discipled in this time. Yeah. And I think
2: uh, one of the important things too is
1: it'd be so easy just to tell everyone, you know what?
2: Elevation church has an awesome experience. Just tune in with that on Facebook live and you'll get your feet for the weekend. Right. But I think it's so much more important that we as a church still continue to have this community together, even though it may be online, even though we might not be um, in the same building, we are gathering across our city at the same time with the same purpose and intentionality, and it's still our voice, it's still our people. And I think that makes it a whole bunch of, a whole world of difference when it comes into this. It it changes the, the idea of it, I'm just consuming religiosity, and I'm engaging in what Christ is doing in campus.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think the danger for people is that there is like this digital smorgasbord of church that you can engage with right now. And I think we just wanted to say, um we're just us still it's familiar faces familiar voices the same message the same mission and we want to continue to do that. and and hopefully god continues Well, we know that god is going to continue to to use us and and this season that's really good anthony guys last question here just maybe a few of you if you can if you can answer question is what gets you excited about this current season and what are you asking god to do right now like Sure, there's been grief and change and and lots of stuff that's that's happened, but what gets you excited about this current season and what are you asking
7: God to do? Uh this is Cody, I'll chime in here. Um I what gets me excited about this this season is I mean I'm a guy who like loves Conflict and loves chaos and and so every part about me just loves what's going on right now because we're forced to to look at things differently and we're forced to to kind of maybe take off like the lenses that we we were doing things before in and and we we have to reevaluate what we're doing so I, I just get really excited about the opportunities that we have as as a church as different ministries um, to to look at. What we're doing now, but also what changes when everything goes back to normal? Like, what what do we keep doing that we started doing now that that we can continue to do just to to help know people know Jesus and can continually make him known? Um, what I'm asking for God to do in, in this time and, and through um, our church is 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 really the same thing that our mission has been from day one to to know Jesus and and make him known it it looks different like our mediums and our methods look different right now but our our message is still the same and and I think for for me in my world that that looks really like a new intentionally um invested group of people mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
1: yeah, that's great anybody else what gets you excited what are you asking god to do right now
3: I think for uh, this is Tim uh, Bussy here. Um, uh, Billy Graham said, as quoted, saying something like this: um, "You know, problems is one of the greatest evangelists. Uh, that people, um, when problems arise, when things happen in your life, they they begin to wonder the the way they w- viewed the world now comes into question." And uh, so I, I'm excited for God to move in the lives of people to unsettle their. Um, worldview, and they're, so, uh, I was just um, listening to some John Mark Comer stuff, um, and he, he's talking about how we the, the greatest deterrent to spiritual growth is actually just busyness and, and being hurried. And as Cody mentioned earlier, um, a lot of that's being taken away for people. You're forced to, um, you're laid off. Uh, forced to work from home and home setup's not great or whatever it might be. And and now all of a sudden your rhythms are changed and now you're able to go, wait a minute, what does this really mean? Well, what, what is all the purpose of this around me? And so um, I, I'm excited for uh, deeper conversations, for God to uh, uh, unsettle people in their own lives and go, wait, actually, I want more of Jesus or um, who is Jesus and what does this mean for my life? And so, um, that's, what's really exciting me about this, this season.
1: Yeah, that's great. Danielle, we've, uh, as a church, we, we talk a lot about renewal. We have a prayer night called revive. Can you speak a little bit to renewal and this season?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think renewal, um, uh, Renewal, if I was to define renewal, it's you and I coming awake to the things of Jesus. and and I think this this these circumstances, Covid nineteen, um, with everything else stripped away, um, creates an opportunity for you and I to come awake to Jesus. And and I think that you know in this opportunity or in this in this season, um, all of us have you know similar fears, similar frustrations, uh, similar disappointments, and so this opportunity gives us or this time gives us an opportunity to speak Jesus into all of it. Um, and my hope in this time is that God would just continue to stir in us a hunger for him, that he uh, would stir a hunger and that we would pursue him and in, in all of it. Um, and that we would, uh, seek and find a greater vision of his glory in it. And, and in that we would find a deeper joy in him. And I think that that is, that's renewal that's coming alive to him. um, yeah, and, and so that—that's my prayer. That's that we wouldn't just pursue that and um, revive. That we would pursue that in 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 all of this.
1: Yeah, that's great, uh, Tim Hugenboom. You, you've been uh, you've been a, just a, a listener up until this point, but you, you have been the one, a key component in getting these ministry action plans set up, working with our pastors, working with our different leaders to um, to get this stuff done. As you have kind of seen the thirty thousand feet perspective of all of this, these plans and these leaders and what they're doing, what what gets you excited about this season?
8: I, uh, it's, it's, it's truly a privilege to be able to just come alongside and to, to help and support, uh, all these, all the work that's being done. And I think that the exciting part for me is that, um, you know, as, as many. Uh, as maybe would maybe a turtle back, uh, I really think this is an opportunity for us to lean in in lean into the, to the moment, lean into the opportunity because it is an opportunity. I think Tim mentioned already that, you know, in the crisis is the opportunity. So for us to now look back and go, look, this is how we've done things for, for so many years and for so long. And it's kind of been the norm. And, and is this an opportunity for God to say, look, you know, we, we, the message doesn't change. The message will never change, but the medium in which we present the message may change. And I think this is an opportunity for us to go and kind of not reinvent, but maybe reevaluate how how the medium is constructed and how we reach out. And it, it almost seems like a push for us to move outside our borders, outside our walls, uh, outside our comfort zones and, and for us to move his kingdom for, for us to move his kingdom forward in a maybe a new way. And I think Cody mentioned it, Tim mentioned it. So I just want to echo their comments. and I, I really see it truly as an opportunity for, for the church and for the kingdom of God to go that much further. I think you mentioned it earlier as well. You know, our reach now as a church is now global. Uh, we couldn't have said that six weeks ago, but as of you know, where we stand today, we have a global presence, a global reach in terms of the work in the ministry that's doing in KC. What we're doing right now is scalable. It's global. It's not confined uh, in, in certain parameters we were accustomed to six weeks ago. So I really see our, our norms being pulled back and our walls being pulled back and for us to reevaluate, restructure how to get the message out to further His kingdom out in a way that we hadn't considered six weeks ago, and and really moving forward after COVID-19, what does it look like? So I just, I support, you know, the work that, or I support the, the, the echo, or echo the comments rather, uh, of, of Tim and, and everyone else so far in that, you know, what happens after this, I think church as we know it will somehow shift. Uh, not the fundamental message, fundamental message, but certainly how we how we get the message out there.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's right. And I think Tim Hugenboom, you you have played a a, just a pivotal role in bringing alignment, bringing a sense of, okay order. Even here's that first week, I think, of chaos when everybody went mobile. Here's what we're asking you to do this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I think so. We're we're just grateful for your leadership uh, with us and and, and for us during this time. Guys, as we land the plane here, anybody else want to chime in about what gets you excited, what you're asking God to do right now through KAC?
2: I want to echo too what Tim is saying that our our ability to reach people has has grown exponentially in this season. Uh, I, I've been watching some of these churches in the in 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 California who are reaching 1.3 million people now, where they would have reached like a fraction of that beforehand. I think we are entering into a new season, as Chris and Danielle are saying, of revival and and renewal in people's lives, and we're able to harness uh, technology to, to move it forward. We're seeing, um, you know, we're seeing people who would never even consider entering a building such as a church now consider, oh, I can just go online. It's easy to, to engage with the church now in a safe environment and and to me that gets me excited that says god is moving and breaking down barriers all over the place right now Uh, how amazing is that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you know the historian said that the engine of the reformation in the 16th century was the printing press and I think the the engine of ministry right now is is online, and and I think it's a it's a medium and a gift right now that we can leverage uh, for, for God, God's kingdom. Guys, as, as we as we finish here, anybody have any last word that you just would want to say that it's been rattling, able to to say it. Just one for anybody to last word here.
5: I don't know if what I'm going to say, uh, you know, is is the most worthy sp- thing for this spot, but um, I just uh, have found it uh, interesting to just as I've as I've been pondering and thinking through how all of us have uh, as individuals as individual Christ followers have uh, moments in our life, uh, moments of of personal crisis times where uh, those moments force us to. Force our theology to intersect with our real messiness of every, of everyday life and everyday uh, uh, everyday stuff. And this is so unique in that it's actually a moment where we as the church, not just Camouf's Alliance, but Church Universal, is forced to have our beliefs about God intersect the messiness of life. Um, and it's as I've been sort of dwelling on that question of, of what am I praying for God to do in this time? I've sort of thought like, uh, and, and a bunch of you have have nailed it with outwardly, there are, are going to be opportunities like weren't there before to present the gospel and openness of, of things being stripped away. The, the things we thought we were secure and safe in being taken from us and, and forced to ask the bigger life questions. And, and and that's so exciting. And and I pray for the, the courage uh for us as Christ followers to follow Christ into those conversations and have our our words be able to explain the hope of the gospel. Um and then taking on to that just inwardly, as I've been like having these conversations on the phone. Man, if, if during this time, if if God is developing us as a church to become more grateful people and and a church that actually prays for each other and cares deeply for another like what an outcome that would be coming out of this season if the depth of our care for one another and how we pray for each other um coming through this season is impacted in this way uh just what a tremendous blessing that would be
1: amen simon that's a great way to great way to end Uh, Church, as uh, as you're listening in, I think from all of us, we love you deeply. It's a privilege to serve you right now. Um, we, we want to go global. We want to reach people that is 100% true, but we also want to care really, really well for you. So if there are ways that we can serve you, if there are ways that we can help you, please, there's with many different ways to get in touch with us, please, please do that. We also want to recognize that although this is a season of opportunity and impact for us as a church, it's also a season maybe for you of grief and loss and sadness as you're dealing with this all. So we, we exist to know Jesus and to make him known. And so we wanna come alongside you in whatever way is most helpful and most welcome that you would know Jesus right now is, is our goal. Guys, uh, to you, thank you for being great leaders, uh, leaders who are open-handed about the methods, as Cody said, but we are so committed to the mission and uh, we're going to continue to be that type of church, to be those types of leaders in this time. So thanks everybody for uh, for your time. Thanks for, for giving your perspective and uh, may God continue to work through you to work through us, to work through our church uh, in this season. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks again for listening and downloading this week's podcast. Check back weekly to hear more from Pastor Chris as he continues to explore relevant topics with guests and experts. If you have any questions or thoughts out of today's conversation, let us know. We want to hear from you. You can email info at KamloopsAlliance.com or text at 778 860 7957. Make sure to tune in next week as Chris interviews Joan Schultz. Joan is a follower of Jesus and a registered psychologist and has been practicing for more than 25 years. She specializes in marriage and family concerns. She's realistic, practical, and well-educated to bring some great insight on how you can improve your marriage and family during this global crisis. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to connecting again with you next week here on the KAC Podcast and online for our weekend gatherings. Have a good week.